1: This episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Be sure to go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com for all of your equipment, apparel, and accessory needs. They've even got training aids. They've got all the great stuff from all the brands that you hear on our podcast every week. So once again, that is WorldwideGolfShops.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from golfunfiltered.com. Send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com, and you can also find us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered. Folks, I hope everyone's remaining healthy. I think things are starting to get a little interesting out there. I know that we're getting a lot of different reports all over the place on when places are going to be opening up. I know in Illinois here, golf has been open for the last two weeks. I had the opportunity to go out and play golf once again, this time over at Cog Hill. Uh, with my buddy Matt. We had a great time. We walked 18 holes. I could not believe how tired I was. After 18 holes, I need to get back into walking golf shape. It's the best way to play golf. I am convinced of that. Before we get any further, though, I want to say hello to our friends over at thehackersparadise.com, to those of you listening to this on the THP mobile app, and of course, hello to our friends over at Cleveland and Strixon. You guys were with me all the way. On my most recent 18 holes, I played pretty well, actually. I put the Strixon Z-Forge back in the bag. Uh, kept the uh, the 785, the Z785 4-iron, uh, as well as my driver. Really, really played well. It was nice to get out there. It's just, it's so great to be in that bubble when you're out on the golf course. You're kind of taking an escape away from reality for a little bit. A few hours, have some fun. And then, of course, you get in your car and everything starts over again. But at least it's nice to have that escape. And I know that's something that we all we all look for, of course, that that escape from reality for a little bit. Our guest today is Mr. Alex DiPaolo. He, um, he reached out to me not too long ago on LinkedIn. And uh, Alex has been on the show a couple times, uh, formerly of Callaway Apparel, formerly of Perry Ellis. Uh, And the reason I say that is because he was one of the individuals um, in the golf industry, and there were many, of course, that uh, unfortunately experienced uh, what a lot of people experienced at this time the furlough, the layoff. And, you know, Alex wanted to come on the show to talk a little bit about his experience. No ill feelings towards anybody whatsoever. He was very clear about that. And I'm so happy. That he maintains a very positive attitude about his place in the golf industry because he is a gentleman that I've gotten to know you know uh, pretty pretty well, um, you know at least from a business standpoint. He's been on the show a couple times, as I mentioned before, and it it was a little bit of a shock, of course, to hear that he and many others uh, were no longer with the companies that I know them to be at or I knew them to be at, I should say and he wanted to come on the show to talk a little bit about his experience about his perspective as somebody who you know wants to remain in the industry who um, you know loves golf just as much as anyone who listens to this show and is very hopeful about the return of the game you know not to sound too heavy-handed there but places are opening up states are opening up courses i believe at the time of this recording all 50 states are open for golf and hopefully that means that a lot of our friends, people listening to this, we probably know people in the industry that unfortunately are no longer employed uh, or are still on furlough and they want to get back. We all want to get back. Everyone wants to get back. It's not just golf. And so if you're listening to this, I hope that you don't think that this isn't sensitive by, by any means. That's, that's not the intent. Of today's episode, uh, Alex and I go a little bit deep into what he was experiencing. Um, you know how things were messaged to him. I want to be very clear again that this is by no means a shot at you know Callaway, Perry Ellis, anybody. A lot of a lot of companies had to make some very tough decisions, and I know that this is a sensitive topic, but. Kudos to Alex for wanting to come on and tell his story to kind of give just some perspective, some reality about what's happening right now. And I think you'll find in today's conversation that Alex remains positive, he remains complimentary of the companies he worked with, and he remains hopeful, as all of us should during this time because we will get through this we are already seeing signs that we can get through this we don't get into politics you can go elsewhere for that believe me but we do talk a lot about hope we talk a lot about uh, we talk a lot about pain too and i just i i can't say how much i appreciate alex coming on and, and, and sharing his story so that being said, sit back. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope that it at least gives you an, a look into the industry from a human I don't know if that's the right word, but from a from a personal standpoint. And if you're listening to this and uh, you're one of those folks in the industry that can relate to Alex. Not only in situation, but also in regard to his his drive, his passion for the game. Let us know how we can help. Let us know what you need. Let us know if you want to tell your story. Together, I firmly believe that we will be able to rise again in this game. It's, It's not going anywhere, folks. I don't care what anyone says. The game of golf that we all love has seen much worse than some bug. Let's let's be honest. Together, if if I've learned anything about the golf industry, it's that this is the best industry to be a part of. We like to take shots at each other every so often, whatever. Every industry does that. The network of this industry is extraordinary. And... I hope that in this conversation you hear from my friend Alex exactly what that means. He remains hopeful, he remains positive, and I hope you enjoy this conversation.
0: I know you love the game, even though it drives every single one of us crazy. Hi, this is Bill Hobson, and I host the 4Golfers Network podcast, where we celebrate golf in every way imaginable. You'll hear interviews with the biggest names in the sport, travel features, special contests, and we even take your calls. So after you listen to Adam and Golf Unfiltered, give us a try. Subscribe to the 4Golfers Network podcast. That's F-O-R-E on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere else podcasts are found.
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered podcast. And today, folks, we have a little bit of a different episode. Uh, We welcome back Mr. Alex DiPaolo. He's been on the show a couple times in the past. Alex, uh, thanks so much for reaching out uh, and asking, you know, to give a very unique perspective on something that, unfortunately, a lot of people are dealing with these days. Uh, Thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me, Adam. I always appreciate the opportunity to be a part of your podcast and get to speak with you. So thanks again for having me.
1: We we appreciate you coming on as well. And I know, Alex, that in uh, past times, past appearances, I should say, you've spoken a lot about new products that are coming out. Uh, but this time through, we are talking about something a little bit different. And, you know, as we all know, listeners, I have said many times I've tried to be a distraction from everything that's happening out in uh, the COVID times, as I like to call it, but I think it's fair to say that we can't get away from reality either. And unfortunately, you know, not to sound too heavy hearted here, Alex, but unfortunately, um, you know, you working in the golf industry right before the outbreak, right before the pandemic kind of officially Mm -hmm. was a thing. um, You know, you you actually were wrapped up in what a lot of industries had to deal with. And that was this uh, just everything that's been going on in terms of a business decision so are you you are currently at callaway apparel or you're no longer there
0: no i'm uh i'm no longer there um i was uh laid off as a, a part of a bigger um i guess you know strategy of the company and um so unfortunately i'm no longer with callaway apparel um but you know, I really enjoyed my, my time there. Uh, I thought we did a lot of really good work. Um, but unfortunately, like a lot of people in the golf industry, um, you know, times are tough when retailers aren't able to take product in, you had golf courses closed for months. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's not the golf industry alone, uh, that's facing the brunt of this. Like, you know, most of the, the nation and the world. But, uh, yes, I was unfortunately a a part of one of those layoffs. And, uh, so now I am on the search and thought this would be a great opportunity to be able to speak with you and your listeners about, you know, somebody that is in the golf industry and will be in the golf industry again. And kind of what, uh, you know, what's been going on in the, in the time since the, this pandemic has, has taken the world by storm. And, uh, you know, kind of how we're adapting to the world we're in right now.
1: I think adaptation is the right word for this because I know even myself, you know, trying to figure out the best day to day, you know, everyone's got their routine and I know, you know, certainly you had your routine as well. And it's, you know, obviously very, uh, uh, it's hard to hear when a, when a good guy like yourself is, is, you know, no longer at the company that I knew you were at, um, now my understanding is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, that the initial the
0: initial decision was a furlough. If I'm right, is that right? That's that is correct. That okay. is correct. That was uh, you know probably you know mid mid March timeframe. Um, you know, and that was obviously a shock to the system. Uh, I can't say that it wasn't. Um, you know, it wasn't myself alone, but you know that was. Kind of more of a period of uncertainty of if and when you know coming back being let go, you know that that kind of uncertainty is definitely not uh, a little bit unsettling, I guess you would say. Mm. Um, but you know it kind of kind of put me into a point of saying, all right, well, you know I'm we're at this point I, I can't work, so you know let's start working on on other projects. Let's start you know building a network. And that's what I really started to, you know, work on and kind of fill my day both with that and with, you know, trying to be productive and learn, whether that was, you know, doing some, you know, online tutorials, whether that was working with a career coach to try to identify, you know, best ways to position myself or where I would be moving forward, um, you know, reaching out to fellow, um, you know, professionals in the industry, ones that were more successful than myself or further along in their career and, you know, trying to take the time to learn and and get myself better prepared if and when that furlough was to end or the point where I'd be, you know, looking for the next step. Uh, I want to, you know, come out of this better educated and better prepared for whatever may be on the horizon.
1: So leading up to the the day that you got the news that you would be placed on furlough um i know that there is a lot of uncertainty certainly and and many listeners unfortunately could probably relate to this uh, because well i mean at the time of this recording i believe it was something like 33 million people have are now out of work um mm-hmm. leading up to that point what was the atmosphere like at the at the company i'm sure uncertainty is probably the first word that jumps to mind but what, what was the
0: atmosphere like Yeah, I think it was, it's, you know, uncertainty obviously is a big piece of it, but I think it's, it's also just the, you know, the way that things developed so rapidly in terms of how things started to shut down. If you think back to, you know, March 1st and it was business as usual, you know, we were playing, we did a, you know, we did a photo shoot the first week of March um, you know, we were getting ready to, you know, go full bore into the spring and, you know, be ready to have our, you know, our peak season kind of start to ramp up. And then it was, you know, over the coming, you know, say two weeks, it was starting to get into more preparation of, you know, the what ifs. And, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail and, you know, what was around that, but I think, you know, uncertain. Definitely sums it up in a great way. Of you, you just don't know what's going to happen, so you're just you know. And I think this is something I've tried to take to heart from the beginning. Is you just got to take it day by day because there's so much that we don't know, and you can only control what you can control. So just trying to make the best of what you can do each and every day. I think that's been the the biggest thing for me and the mindset that I've tried to take from you know from the beginning of this all the way up to today.
1: And that's a good mindset to have, you know, and I, and I think when you speak about just the rapidness of all of this, I mean, you know, well, hell, we had you on our, our podcast at the end of March. So, yep. you know, to talk about the upcoming spring apparel. And and so, you know, I think one of the things that I noticed, Alex, was not only how how rapid everything was, but also... It was so widespread, and I'm not, I'm, you know, there's no pun meant there by any means. I mean, it's just the 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 business decisions that companies were making. It wasn't just a couple of people here and there. It was actually, like, group departments of people, um, you know, in, in many industries. And mm-hmm. it, it, what was your, you know, you don't have to get into too much detail, but what was kind of your mindset at that point? I mean, it, was it was it less about, wow, I, I, at least I'm not the only one, but more so, wow, how could it be so many? Um, you
0: know, I, I think all of those thoughts go through your mind. Um, you know, and I take a lot of pride in the work that I do and, and have done on throughout my career. And, you know, it was a a shock to the system i mean when i first got it, the information i had to i had to go google what furlough meant i didn't even know right uh, i right. mean it was yeah i mean and i talked to a lot of people that felt the same exact way like what is this term furlough you you're hearing it all over the place and you know it was it was very different and uh you know obviously i'd spoken with a lot of you know, coworkers, both, you know, the organization that I was working with, as well as, you know, other people throughout the industry. And, you know, hearing that this is happening, you know, across the board, I think, you know, you just start to, you start to think of, okay, well, A, unfortunately, I'm kind of glad that I'm not in this alone, Mm -hmm. but you feel for all of these people that, you know, are having to deal with that level of uncertainty like you are. And, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of want to, you know, at least for me, I wanted to try to reach out to as many people as I could and, you know, just check on, you know, how are you doing? How's your mindset? You know, I tried to give, you know, I was on the phone probably that first day for, you know, five or six hours just trying to reach out to as many people as I could and, and get an understanding of what, you know, what was going on in the landscape Uh, you know, across the industry and, you know, you heard more and more, maybe it's not that first day, but within a couple of weeks that, you know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of people were in the same boat. So I guess there was, you know, a little bit of comfort in that, in that, you know, you, you obviously get those thoughts going through your head. Like, was it something that I did? You know, is this, is this my, you know, why was, why me? You know, it's, it's kind of a selfish way to do it, but you, you can't help to have that go through your, your thought process of, you know, kind of the, the why me scenario. But, you know, I think once you can get past that, it's all right, well, there's nothing definitive here. It's, it's a hold. And then, you know, kind of going back to that, that point that we talked about earlier of how can I make the best use out of this time and, and come out of this, you know, smarter with a better network, um, you know, more prepared to be successful, you know, whatever would happen on the other side.
1: Well, that that's absolutely the right ab- attitude to have. I mean, and I commend you for for taking that approach, because I know a lot of people wouldn't. And, you know, speaking uh, f- as somebody who has been out of work before, um, you know, I, I know it's it's an awful, awful, awful feeling. Um, and I, you know, I'm certainly, you know, don't want to focus on the negative so much in this conversation, but it, it, you know, it's a real, it's a realistic thing that's happening right now. And, you know, to the point that you raised uh, earlier about, you know, we didn't even know what furlough meant, you know, and then you, you are still kind of given that, that thought that, oh, okay, well, I'll be called back at some point. And then as you explained, ultimately the decision was uh, a layoff. Um, and I think a lot of people in the, in the golf industry, at least, are experiencing that as well. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, there's this dynamic as well, where in the bigger picture, the the country was essentially locked down. Um, and then, uh, you know, in most places, and then at least at the time of this recording, it's starting to open up. Illinois just reopened golf courses two weeks ago. Uh, other states have been open for longer. Other states have been open for <laughs> shorter. Uh, what what did, what's going through your mind now as you see golf slowly starting to reopen and and how that relates to the situation you now find yourself?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, first off, I am very happy to be able to play some golf again and get outside and, and Mm -hmm. get some fresh air. I mean, it's, it's obviously probably my favorite activity uh, that I could do. And so, you know, just that pure fact of being able to have something to distract you, you know, a couple of times a week is great. Um, But as a whole, in terms of the industry, I think, you know, I think golf is set up in a really, really good place to be able to, you know, not just survive, but really thrive uh, as time progresses. Uh, we see that right now it's one of the only activities, um, you know, in this quarantine world right now that uh, is being allowed. It, uh, you know, it's it's socially distant setup. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I feel very safe, uh, when I'm on the golf course, it's, you know, obviously you need to take the proper precautions and, you know, I carry a mask and hand sanitizer with me, you know, for every round and, you know, try to use it, use it thoroughly. Um, you know, both before, during and after, Um, but you know, when you're out there and you're separate and you're, you're walking and carrying your own bag and you know, you're kind of in your own space, I feel like, you know, it's a safe environment. It allows for exercise. It allows for a great distraction. And I think not only is it going to reinvigorate those people who love the game, uh, maybe some of those who have gotten away from it a little bit, um, and are deciding to pick it back up. Or I think a lot of people are gonna, you know, are going to start to at least wonder and, and, you know, it'll pique their interest of maybe I should try this because there's not a lot of things that I can go do at this moment. This doesn't seem like the worst option. Uh, I can get exercise. I can be with other people. I can be outside. Uh, you know, I think, I think it's setting up really, really well for the golf industry as a whole to, you know, come through this stronger on the other side. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that's, you know, it's a, it's an exciting prospect to see that, you know, the industry that I've been a part of for my entire career and, you know, have friends and, uh, you know, throughout the industry that, you know, we're going to be okay eventually. And it is not, you know, it's not today and might not be tomorrow, but we're, we're trending in the right direction. And I think, you know, having that, that glimmer um, of, of what the future could be and, you know, how this, this sport can, you know, be able to sustain and grow in, in this environment, I think is, uh, is, is really exciting and gets me, gets me excited to, to know that, you know, I think we're, we're in a good spot. I
1: agree that we're in a good spot. And, you know, I think a couple of things you said there really resonate. And, and I think that resonates a lot with the listeners listening to this, you know, golf is a funny thing because, you know, obviously we love it. If you're listening to this, this podcast, you obviously love it too. And, you know, Alex is somebody who has worked in golf his entire career. I mean, clearly I'm preaching to the choir here, but golf is funny in that, you know, you, you labeled it as an escape and it's almost like when you go out and I heard a a good friend of mine actually told me this analogy. It's almost like you're in, in normal life again when you're out on the course, you know, it might Mm -hmm. be different. You might be playing at least here in Illinois. we, We can only play in twosomes and it's walking only, but at the very least you're able to do something for a few hours that really isn't any different aside from maybe the the cups, you know, depending if it's a raised cup or whatever they're doing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's still the same. You're still out Mm -hmm. there, you're still enjoying the game, and it's a distraction uh, in in the biggest sense of the word, because for a little while, you don't have to think about COVID. You don't have to think about anything else negative that's going on other than maybe the bogey you just made.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, I a hundred percent agree with you. It's uh, you know, I went out and played yesterday with, you know, some guys from the normal group that I play with and, you know, we got to the end of the round and we're like, you know, that felt normal. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's not a lot of feeling normal that at least that I've had in the last few months. Uh, so being able to have some, three, four hours that you feel completely normal and it's just, you know, it's just like a regular day. I, I think it's invaluable. I mean, yeah. you know, especially as, uh, you know, a distraction and just, a just that, you know, that same kind of glimmer of light of, you know, there is still some normal that's going on and, uh, you know, it's nice to have that little bit of an escape for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally agree. You know, it's, it's interesting, you know, with situations like this and, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of people who share a similar situation than, you know, as to what you're in right now and they're, they're all waiting for everything to open up you know and and I don't want to get I mean this isn't a political podcast by any means and I'm not going that's that's not what I mean um, yeah. when I go there but what I mean is you know at some point we're all going to be back working we're going to be out doing as much as we can we nobody knows to what degree that's going to be and nobody knows when it when it's going to be but I think I've heard you say a couple times even in this conversation that that you still want to work in golf that that's still the case right
0: yeah, I do. Um, you know, like I said, I believe in the future of the industry. Um, you know, I think that it's golf is set up to be able to, you know, to continue and, and be more successful as time goes along with all the elements that we discussed before. Um, so, you know, I think I, you know, I love being around it. It's a It's a great part of my day to be able to, go into work and, and spend my, spend my time being around something that I love. Uh, I think, you know, not a ton of people get to say that. Um, and you know, there's no, no guarantee that a hundred percent, I will be back working in golf because obviously opportunities arise and, you know, if something's good, I'm, it's not something that I'm going to shy away from, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a great, great feeling to be able to be around and talk about and think about something that you love as your job. So I, you know, that's why I got into golf in the first place. I mean, from, you know, working in a a pro shop and a bag room and being an intern and, and moving to five different States and, you know, the different companies that I worked for, it's all been, you know, because of this dream of being able to, work around something that I value and enjoy and, you know, truly care about. I think that's uh, that's something not a lot of people can say. And so, you know, I think us in the golf industry as a whole are extremely lucky in that regard because I think most people that I interact with within the industry have a passion for the game. They love it for one reason or another or many. I mean, you know. most people get into this industry as a, you know, a conscious decision that they made Mm -hmm. is to be around the game of golf, uh, be around whether it's clubs or equipment or golf courses or training aids or what, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, you get into golf because you have a passion for it. And I think I see that with so many of the people that I've, I've worked with and that's kind of where that, That feeling of, you know, that little pit in the stomach of feeling that, you know, obviously there are a lot of people that are in the same boat as myself within the industry. And that's what makes it really hard is that, you know, it's 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 been a tough go for a little bit and and. Obviously, I believe that we'll, you know, the industry as a whole will get through this and we'll we'll be better coming out the other side. Um, But it is tough, you know, to speak with people that I've either worked with or worked with in the past and, you know, kind of hear what they're going through. Um, You know, I think it's a combination of a little bit of, uh, you know, sadness and uncertainty. But also, I think, you know, for me, I've used it as an opportunity to connect and reconnect with a lot of people that either I've worked with in the past, um, or, you know, admire that work within the industry. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I think LinkedIn, you know, obviously we've, you know, we talk on LinkedIn a fair bit and right. that's been a invaluable tool for me. I mean, from, you know, utilizing the, the classes they have for, you know, incremental learning opportunities to using it for networking, to even, you know, where I posted about being laid off. Right. Uh, you know, I think it's, you know, it's, it is a true tool in the business world. And for somebody in my position, it's been, in, you know, an unbelievable tool and tried to utilize it to the, you know, the best of its ability.
1: What do you look to most uh, or what, what do you look forward to most in golf? Everyone's talking about the new normal. No one knows what that actually means. Businesses are changing the way that they do things, curbside service, everything else. What do you look forward to most after in golf after we get out of this?
0: I think the growth. I honestly believe there are going to be more people playing golf. And that's, you know, that's been a, an issue in the golf industry for years and years is how do you get more people playing? And I think, honestly, I do think that more people, will start playing, will we'll at least, you know, will pique their interest, and they'll try it. And whether that's at a, a driving range or once, you know, top golfs begin to open up or their local par three or, you know, whatever it may be, I think people will, you know, will give it a try. And, you know, if some percentage of those, you know, pick it up and enjoy it and get better, you know, it's an easy thing to to learn to love and, and get, you know, addicted to, I mean, you know, I I think everybody knows the golf bug and, you know, that feeling of accomplishment and watching yourself get better at something is addicting, at least, you know, for a lot of people that I know. And that's why we, we practice and play and tinker with equipment and read articles and listen to podcasts. It's all like a part of this, you know, getting better. And I think, that, you know, that feeling of accomplishment and achievement of watching yourself get better at something, I think is, you know, a great people that, you know, try it. If there's a percentage that that get that feeling and catch that bug, I think, you know, you're going to have new golfers, young, old, in between, um, you know, getting on, getting onto the course and, you know, and helping propel the industry forward. So I think that's the really exciting thing is, you know, how, how can we grow in this, you know, in the future?
1: Right. I think I, I agree with you, actually. I think there is going to be a lot of growth. I'm seeing just a lot of people enjoying the game differently. Even in my round over the weekend, it was just different. We were walking, which is something that we do, we should do more of. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And just noticing like, you know what, this this is this is nice. We can appreciate it more. We don't take it for granted. And it almost at least for me and my, my buddy that went out, it was almost like, hey, I remember this is how we learned the game. And it was almost a little nostalgic in a weird way um, to mm-hmm. get out there and actually play. So, you know, I, I agree with you, Alex. I, I really appreciate your positive outlook and all this. And, you know, I I know you're going to be fine. I mean, uh, someone's going to come in, scoop you up. They're going to be that much better of a company when they do. And I know you know that, too. Um You've always been. Well, I
0: appreciate the kind words. Of course.
1: And I mean them because you've always been extremely supportive of what we do here. I've told you uh, in off conversations, if there's ever anything we can do to help you, uh, please know that that's an open invitation. Um, And even if it's just as simple as coming on the podcast to talk a little bit of golf.
0: Always. Always. Well, I, you know, again, I really appreciate it. And, you know, I think myself, along with, you know, my you know, fellow industry members, I think we're, you know, we're going to be okay. We're, you know, the storm will weather, uh, the clouds will break, whatever, you know, cliche stuff there is. Uh, and we'll, uh, you know, we're going to get out of this on the other side and, uh, you know, I think, I think it's, uh, it's going to be, you know, it'll be different obviously. Uh, we know that, but, uh, I think we'll come out of it stronger and, you know, better equipped for what's to come, uh once we're on the other side.
1: Folks, that's Mr. Alex DePolo. You can find him on LinkedIn. That's how we found each other. <laughs> Actually we knew Absolutely. each other. Before that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Alex, thanks so much. We'll keep in touch, buddy. And uh you know once All again right. thanks, man. we'll uh, we'll talk again soon.
0: All right, it was a pleasure.